as ye have been taught. What does it say? Abounding therein with thanksgiving. I'm going to be honest with you. There's some days that's hard. Some days you're you're not you're not bounding anywhere. You're you're just you're you're just making it. Amen. But try to be abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy or vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. And I want you to get this right here. For in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in Him, which is the head of all principality and power. Lord Jesus, speak to our hearts in the next few moments today. We thank You so much, God, that You came down from Your glory. And God, You came to rescue us. I pray, God, that you would help us to return uh, love and uh, affection and gratification to you for what you have done in our lives. And God, we will give you the glory and praise in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. 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 You may be seated. God Himself became one of us. The God who created our world uh, and us as humans at the apex of His creation, He came into our world as a human, not just for show, but for salvation. His disciples learned firsthand uh, that in Mark chapter 10, they learned that even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. He came as a servant to all. His purpose was not self-serving, amen, but it was to serve you and I. And so He came not just to serve, the Bible says, but also to give His life as a ransom for many. There was a purpose. There was a mission why He came. Amen. And some of you are like, uh, Pastor, I, I get it. We, we understand. Well, let me just revisit this just for a moment today because amongst all the other things that are going on in our world today, this right here is what it's all about. What God amazingly reveals at that first Noel is that when He finally Himself finally does come, it's not in a cloud, it's not in a wind, it's not in fire or an earthquake or even simply in the still small voice, but He comes in the fullness of His creation. He comes as a human. He comes as one of us. And and it, it dignifies our own species in doing so. Amen. That He would come as a man, not as as something else. He could have come, amen, as anything else, but He came as a flesh and blood man. He comes not as a bird of the air or as a beast of the field or a great sea creature or, or uh, more impressive, a talking lion, but He comes, God Himself, as fully human. Christmas marks His being born in the likeness of men. The very God who made man has long endured our sin. He's long endured with patience. And now scandalously, the Scripture tells us that He is found in human form. Oh, what a plan. What a, what a divine, awesome plan. Philippians 2 reveals, verse 7, "...but made Himself of no reputation, and took upon Him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, He humbled Himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross." He came because there was a reason. Amen. He came because there was a purpose. There was a mission. Amen. He came down from His glory, and it was for 
a reason. It was for a purpose. In the, uh, in the ESV it says, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by become obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Now you say, Pastor, this is Christmas time. Why are you talking about this? Because we're not just infatuated with a baby in a manger. Come on. Come on. Amen. The baby in the manger is awesome, but the baby in the manger is what makes way, amen, for a, a Savior on the cross. Amen. This is why Christmas is so special. Amen. It really has nothing to do with the trappings and traditions that we celebrate with it. Somebody the other day, they said they were offended. They said they're offended because I said Merry Christmas. I said, well, how about Happy Birthday Jesus? Is that better? Amen. It doesn't matter if it offends somebody or not. I'll say Merry Christmas. I'll say Happy Birthday Jesus. It's about Him anyway. Amen. I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm not going to just leave out Jesus. This is this, this is His celebration. Amen. And the real and true meaning of Christmas is the celebration of a God who came down from His glory to have a relationship with you and I and to save His people from their sins. Amen. I think we miss it sometimes with all of the ads and all of the running around and all of the cooking and all of the baking and all of the tasting. The magic of Christmas is not just that God Himself came from heaven as a man. It's not just that. It's not just that He humbled Himself as a servant to meet the needs of others while He was here. And it's not even that just that He came to die to unfold His service all the way to death. But the magic of Christmas is that Jesus, Amen, came down. That He did what He did to rescue us. Not just that He did it, but that He did it to rescue us. Amen. <laughs> wow. What a, what a gift, what a blessing, what an awesome, uh, inconceivable plan that God had. This was the promise, amen, of God's messenger from the time of the announcement that He spoke to Mary. You shall call His name Jesus. Why? Because the purpose that He's coming is not just to be a cute uh, baby in a manger. It's not, it's not just to shake up the, 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 the priest and, and the Levites. It's, it's not just for Him to do good and heal the sick and, 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 and help the poor. It's not just about that. The Scripture tells us the purpose that He came, you shall call His name Jesus, for He will save His people from their sins. Amen. Amen. He came to rescue us. He came down from His glory to rescue us from sin. To restore us to the final joy for which we were made to know and to enjoy Him. Colossians 1.20 it says, and having made peace through the blood of His cross, by Him to reconcile all things unto Himself. By Him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, He came to reconcile us to Himself. Amen. There's, there's no mystery here. There's no uh, uh, grand scheme that, that, that God is hiding from us. It's very simple. Our great Creator became our Savior. Amen. And all of God's fullness dwelled in Him bodily. And He came for the purpose of salvation for you and I. He came for the purpose of saving us from our sins. Amen. He did not come to supply us 
with the bells and whistles and the trappings of a commercialized Christmas. But the Scripture says, <coughs> excuse me, in 1 Peter 3.18, but He suffered, the Scripture says, for Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that He might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. I want you to notice this. I want you to see this because it says He suffered once for sins. The righteous for the unrighteous, that He might bring us to God. The reason that He came down from His glory was for you. The reason that He left Amen. Uh, all of the glories and the comforts and the conveniences, amen, to become one of us was to rescue and to reconcile us to God. This made possible by the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is made possible by the Holy Spirit. This is what that Scripture says. And as they, as they uh, come to the music, I'm closing. I, I want you to hear this because if you miss this, it says that He's going to reconcile us and bring us back to God. Now, this is what it says. I'm not making this up. We are quickened by the Spirit. The reason that He came down was to make that possible. If He doesn't come down, the Holy Spirit can't come to us. Are you with us? Am I, I know you're thinking about Christmas food and Christmas cookies, but, but stay with me just for a second. The reason that He came down was to make it possible. If Jesus never dies, the Holy Spirit can't come to us and live inside of us, right? So it, it had to be made possible, amen, by the Holy Spirit. This is, what, this is how it happens. This is exactly how the Bible describes it. We acknowledge that we are a sinner. That we have broken God's laws. And we repent and we turn over our lives to God and we turn the, from the life of sin, that the life that says, hey, we know what's better. We know, we, we know what's best for us, God. Just let us do our thing. We turn from that life to a life that says, God, you know what's best for me. And this is where many people get hung up. They're not willing to trust God with their life. They're, they're willing to trust God for the moment, but not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Come on, somebody. They're sorry because they know that they've broken God's laws, but they aren't willing to start leaning in to God's way of doing things. I feel bad because I know I've made some mistakes and I've, I've blown it on so many deals with God. And I realize that the way that I've lived my life, it's grieved me, it's grieved other people, and I know it's grieved God. And they feel, they feel badly about it, but not badly enough to say, God, I turn it over to you. I'm not living like that anymore. See, when you start getting to the place where you're turning it all over to God, and you say, God, I turn from who I used to be, and I'm turning to who you want me to be. You start turning to God, and you turn away from sin. Amen. The next step after you've died out to your sins, after you've crucified, the Scripture says crucifying our flesh. And some people don't, they don't like that. They, it's too realistic of a term. But literally, you've got to deny your flesh and say, I want what God wants for me, not what I want. Our next step once we have died out is to, is to bury our flesh because now we have a dead flesh, right? We've crucified that flesh. We've killed that flesh and said, you know what? Not what you want anymore. And so we have to bury that flesh. You know where we bury that flesh? In 
the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. When we're baptized in Jesus' name, amen, we take on His name. It's washing away of our sins and it's taking on the family name of Jesus Christ, the one who saves us from our sins because He came down from His glory. How's He going to save His people from their sins? Well, He had to live. He had to die. Amen. He had to rise again. He had to be buried and He had to rise again. He had to die, but He had to be buried, but He had to rise again. Amen. That's the only way it's made possible. You couldn't do that and I couldn't do that. But Jesus, amen, places His Spirit then after we have been buried in baptism. Sometimes it happens even before you go down in the waters of baptism. He fills you with His Spirit, with the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Ghost. And you say, well, what is that going to do? It's going to do a lot. It's going to do a lot. This is what it, it, it does. It helps you to become more like Him. We had our kids just up here just a few minutes ago singing, There's a beauty and a peace inside of me. It's not just in our kids. It's in every one of us here. Fighting between the who you are and who you want to be. You know what's going to help you? The Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Ghost. You need God's Spirit on the inside. Amen. And when His Spirit is on the inside, this is what it's doing. It is reconciling you to Him. That's why He came. To give you the opportunity to forsake sin and have eternal life. That's why He came down from His glory. That's why we celebrate Christmas. That's why it's such a big deal. Because if there's no virgin birth, then there's no... There's no baby in a manger. If there's no baby in a manger, then there's no little boy Jesus. If there's no little boy Jesus, then there's no grown Jesus that calls disciples and, and, and walks the road to Calvary. And if there's no Calvary, then there's no forgiveness for our sins. So it all starts with Christmas. I don't care what, what time of the year you believe it happened. It doesn't matter to me if you think it was December 25th or April whatever. It doesn't matter to me. I really don't care. I just want to celebrate Jesus. I just want to celebrate Him. Amen. Would you stand with me? Why not today? Why not as we celebrate Christmas? Let's do it the right way and honor the One who came down from His glory. If you are here today... And God has spoken to your heart. And you, you've got sin in your life. I, I wonder if you just find a place today. There's, there's plenty of room up here. Amen. You can kneel down at your seat. You can stand. Raise your hands in the air. Whatever you feel comfortable with. But I wonder if before you leave this place today. If there's sin in your life. If you would repent of that sin. And turn that, turn that life back over to God. I wonder if today. If you've not been baptized in Jesus name. You, you'd tell somebody that you know goes to this church say, hey, I want to be baptized today in Jesus' name. We'll make it happen today. Amen. We'll baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ and all of your sins that you've ever committed will be washed away. And God will fill you with the precious gift of His Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And you'll speak in a language that you didn't learn. Amen. And God will give you the ability to do that. And you'll feel the power of God from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. And it's going to change your life. It's going to be the most awesome power that you've ever received. Amen. There's nothing like it. Amen.
So today, amen, I'm going to pray and then this altar is open. God, we ask you right now to move into this place and to convict and touch every heart, God, that's not surrendered to you. That you would help us to surrender our hearts and our lives to you. And God, that we wouldn't hold anything back, but that today we would turn over everything to you. Thank you for coming down uh, from your glory. Thank you for taking on the form of a servant and being found uh, in the form of man. And God, taking upon the, yourself the sin of the world, Lord, for our salvation. We thank you that you came for us. And God, we respond in love today for what you've done. In Jesus' name. Amen. This altar's open. I wonder if you just take some time before you leave today, before we dismiss this service today, and I wonder if you just make things right with God. If there's things in your heart that aren't right, make them right before you leave today.